This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And it is now fall in Nebraska. I have no idea what the weather is like where you are, but we have gone through everything in the last few weeks, and now it is a comfortable 70 degrees, and mm-hmm. you know this is like that perfect fall football weather. Right. I made chili last night oh, for dinner. Wow. You know it's officially fall when the chili comes right? out. Crockpot. Crockpot. My mom was actually asking what I would like to have for dinner for my birthday, and I, she's really wanting me to – she wants to make chili, which yeah. is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. Do you do do you do the cinnamon rolls with it, or do you? Um, I have never had that. What? <laughs> what? I would not. All right, be... I had plans for this podcast, <laughs> and they have all changed. I would not be really well recruited by Nebraska because actually, maybe I Everything would because I'd be intrigued. Hmm? I'd be like, oh, what is this? I guess I have to go to Nebraska to find out. Yeah, I. It, what's interesting to me about chili and cinnamon rolls in that combination is how people eat it because yeah. some people do actually dip this the cinnamon roll in the chili i'd be a dipper see i don't mix food in general nope. so i say like thanksgiving meals all of my food is very separated yeah. so i eat the chili and then the cinnamon roll right. they do not touch each other and i understand that's not how everyone does it i need to talk to the people that drown the cinnamon roll with the chili because Ooh, they're I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming there are people so like meatball sandwiches, like total freaks. Yeah. Like I don't like soggy bread or soggy bread like things. So yes. I'm assuming I wouldn't like a soggy pastry. I don't think so either. Oh, if you do that, I need you to yeah. let us know. <laughs> right into the email box. Yeah. It's mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com. I, how was your weekend? <laughs> Did you do anything exciting? Uh, we are getting ready to sell our house. Oh, wow. Um, and so, no. I mean, I did oh. go golfing on Saturday. I actually played really well for once, which nice. is like about freaking time because the last ever three times well. I've played, I played like ax- absolute dog crap. Mm-hmm. So I didn't play like shit this week. It felt good. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever played a good round of golf. I think I've played a better round than what I was expecting, but never good. I'm the person that I wish I was better at golf and I'm just not. That's where I get really super mad because there are times when I hit the ball really well, but I can't ever put all three aspects of it together. If I'm hitting my driver well, my short game is crap and I can't putt for crap. Hmm. But on the back nine on Saturday, I actually managed to somehow put them all together. Normally, I'm about 50. Oh. I know that's not good. I mean, it's, but I'm, I'm... Per nine. Not. Per nine. Okay. <laughs> I'm still nowhere near that. Uh, I did. I shot exactly 100, Ooh. and I did 42 on the back, which for me is like the best I've ever played any nine holes. So... Shut up. I know that's not good. We need you to get, listening out there. We need to get Jay Moore to, to chime in on our golfing yeah. because he is a golf fanatic. I know. He is a golf fanatic. In fact, 
if you haven't listened to it, his latest uh, More To It podcast is with Brian Vermeer. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I always really enjoy his golf podcast, which is really funny because I yeah. wouldn't say I'm a golf enthusiast, but yeah. I really enjoy them because I'm like, oh, those, so this is what it's like to be good right. at this right. sport. Like they're talking about nuances of things where I'm like, oh, I wish that was the thing I was concerned about. Right. I wish that was what I was concerned yeah. about. But... Not just, don't lift your head up. <laughs> like, I sometimes have to remind myself, like, stare at the ball until it's gone. I took like, golf, by the way, mm-hmm. my senior year of college. So my senior year of college, I had, like, I, I did the, I, I'm glad that I listened to my advisor, but my advisor was really big on, you know, give yourself, like, your final semester semester of college, like, have, mm-hmm. have some fun. So I did, like, coaching, uh, coaching football, uh, uh, aerobics, golf like I did all these one credit classes and the golf one was interesting but it did not make me better yeah I I got so frustrated like my husband got me golf lessons one year but the person the instructor ended up being sick and then he wanted to like go buy a boat my husband did Mm -hmm. and so then it just like never happened and I'm like hey so am I ever gonna get those golf lessons again because like I don't know I probably could use some help with my irons and putting that's why I hate putt putt and I get so angry because I should be I feel like I should be good at it and I'm not yeah I uh (laughs) I I need to I want to go to top golf at some point yeah the one thing I will say is top golf seems to be doing a fairly good job of its social distancing Mm -hmm. I I saw some people who had photos and they have a big plastic kind of tarps between each bay so there's no uh there's really no like interaction right. with the people next to you. It's really only the server who might be coming to you. And obviously it's a, it, they have the open air space. So it's, mm-hmm. you're not sitting inside. You're technically outside. Yeah. And I, I think I read that they allow you to bring your own clubs. Like if yeah. you really just do not want to like touch anything, mm-hmm. you can bring your own. So I, I've been, I've been saying I want to get over there one if of these Top days. If Topgolf would love to have the Mind Your Own podcast there, yes. they can feel free to hit us up. Yeah, we will record <laughs> while also working on our golf game, and we will talk endlessly about you. I might have to bleep a few things because I, I get really mad. The F word comes out quite a bit when I'm golfing. It's fine. You know, this this could, it could be our uh, it could be our podcast after dark there you go so everyone just like throw that explicit tag up there yeah now (laughs) i love a good as my favorite peloton instructor would say i love a good um uh what's the word uh shameless plug that's what i was trying to say (laughs) i love a good shameless plug and we were just talking about like if we were at um top golf we'd be happy to talk about you we actually do though have a promotion going right now yeah as a listener of the mind your own podcast uh, the 2020 Husker football yearbook, Hale Varsity Husker football yearbook, which there was a period of time where we're like, it's going to be a collector's item. It actually like has, it, it, it we have a season. So you want the yearbook mm-hmm. because here's the thing. It's 160 pages of everything you need. And it's still just as relevant. That includes 35 pages of Nebraska player and position previews, team by team breakdowns of the big 10, which you definitely need now yes. and in-depth feature writing, uh, there's always really, really awesome stories in any issue of Hale Varsity, but the magazine or the yearbook itself always is our best work yet. Yeah. So as a listener, if you want a free yearbook, so free yearbook. Free, free, free. Absolutely free. All you have to do is go to store.hailvarsity.com and use the code free yearbook at checkout, but it is only on a monthly or yearly auto-renewed 
subscription. So either the $2.99 a month or the $29.99 a year, either one, enter free yearbook at checkout. You will get a free yearbook. You have until Saturday, October 10th, which is also my birthday. So you're welcome to this take advantage. This be Aaron's birthday present to you for and her birthday. Knowing what's coming in the, the issues the next issues in addition to you'd get the yearbook, but then you're also going to get every issue and you get all the premium online content for Hill varsity. So there's really never a better time. Yeah. Just do it. That's a hell of a deal. It really Come is. On. <laughs> it really is. Seriously. I, I mean, I don't like to do the whole thing. It's just a cup of coffee a month, but you know, it is just a cup of coffee it's a month. It's a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. And I'm always, I'm always so impressed with our team and the work that they put out because I they constantly outdo themselves and the yearbook mm-hmm. is that and I have my feature on DiCaprio Boodle which I am so glad he now has a senior season so that that's you can get to know him a little bit more with that story because that story is really kind of he had this really great arc and I'm like is it not going to have an end because yeah. I, I don't know if I would see him coming back for another year I still don't know if I would see him doing maybe he would I don't know I haven't asked him but it's just one of those things where I'm excited now to kind of see the end of that story. Yeah. So get yourself a yearbook, free yearbook at checkout. Just go to store.hillvarsity.com. Love a good self promo. Yeah. But do it though. Because it's do it. totally worth the few dollars that you're going to spend in the grand scheme for the entire year. I still have yes. pretty much every issue I've ever gotten <laughs> because I, the, the, I love the photos yes. too. In every single issue, um, we have some good photography. I'm for for real. Like I have this giant tub in my basement of all of our issues. Yes, it's really embarrassing. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. It's to, well, no, I mean just because of like, it's probably going to break a shelf. <laughs> right. Like I could probably like, but I just don't want them to get ruined. So they're all in one tub together, yeah. and I'm going to have to eventually get a second one. But they are good coffee table books. Yeah. A lot of you do send me. Uh, a lot of you do send me photos of the yearbook on your coffee tables all year long. You'll see them in, you know, doctor's offices, yeah. dentist office, uh, dental offices. So I appreciate when you do that because yeah. it makes me feel good. Because we do create these things to be long lasting. We yeah. want them to be a, for instance, so last March we had an entirely different issue planned. And as that, like the issue was going to go to print, I think like two days after we like this happened, but Nebraska had his pro day as that was happening. The world was like completely shifting. Mm -hmm. Everything was getting canceled. And I called, uh, Brandon Vogel or editor as I was leaving, uh, as I was leaving the stadium Hawks championship center. And I told him, I think I have something if we need it. Cause he's like, I think we have to scrap everything we've done. I think we have to completely, we have to completely shift gears. And I mean, the the thing is, is like, was that what we had planned to write? No. So there's a story about just how the world was changing around Nebraska's Pro Day. And the cool thing was, is now that is a timestamp that hopefully 20 years from now, when somebody is like, what did 2020 look like? I'm going to go back. You now have a physical documentation to show this is what was happening then. Right. Exactly. And I do love that. Yeah, I do of, too. It's a cool, like, I don't know. It kind of feels like you're constantly helping well you are documenting history yeah we're living it right now these podcasts are documenting history (laughs) brought to you by Aaron and Sasha like I said on the last one if you're listening to these in 2024 we need to chat it's like it's like a you're gonna be real confused really confused (laughs) but you know let us know what the future is like um (laughs) 
I will say uh, this weekend for me, we got our carpets cleaned. Yeah. Which is a process and a half. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how often I would do that if we had, so we a few years ago got new carpet. Yeah. And part of the warranty was that we had to get so many cleanings over a period of time. Yeah. And that would help us keep the warranty that if something happened, we would be able to actually utilize the warranty as it stands. Right. So this was our last one. But it's such a process because you have to get everything out. Mm -hmm. And we only have carpet in our basement and on our top level. Yeah. So our, thankfully our main level is good. Uh, but it was, it is something where like I had to take my entire closet out. And I, I have a big closet. <laughs> I love, uh, I love fashion clothes and fashion <laughs> to the point that it's, it's, it's horrific. Like I acknowledge it. You it's need like, an apartment. Yeah. For your you fashion know the people closet. who have like like I have like in like I'm using air quotes. Like I have a clawfist in the sense that like I put a desk in my closet and that's yeah. where I work. But like I there are people who literally have like whole guest rooms in their homes that they've yeah. turned into like clawfices, which is incredible. I also am like Do you have clawfists and envy? A, a, well, I have a nice <laughs> closet. So I can't I can't I can't I will say I live in an older home that was built like nineteen thirties. So yeah. to even have a big walk in closet and we technically have two now in our master bedroom. Yeah. That's like prime real estate. Right. Like I remember when we were looking at houses, the very first, one of the very first houses we walked into, I couldn't probably tell you anything else about the house, but I still think about the closets. <laughs> so, I mean, closets mean a lot. Everybody has different priorities. Yeah, mine is, <laughs> mine is closets. But by doing this, I kind of had this point. I, I, I came to this point where I'm like, all right, I, because I have to take everything out, mm -hmm. I'm going to strategically go through everything as I bring it back in and only bring back in the stuff that I know that I want. Yeah. Because I have a really bad habit of like holding on to things and going, oh, I'll wear this yep. at some point. I'll... I do that too. And some of it's okay. Like I think like I'm not a big person of like flipping my hangers around and like if I haven't worn this in six months, like. That's weird. Right. Sometimes <laughs> like sometimes it's just like you're not feeling it, but yeah. in a year it comes back and like, I yeah. don't know. So I think investment pieces, that's the thing. If it's investment, like keep it around. But as I was pulling this all in, back in, it's like, I mean, there's so many different, I was thinking like Marie Kondo with mm -hmm. like, does it spark joy and whatever. Yeah. And I did watch that on Netflix, but there is a new Netflix show and it is based on a book that I have not read nor watched the t series. So I just want to point out, I just would like to point out, I am doing the thing that I tell all of you not to do. I am reacting to something with absolutely <laughs> no information. I am blindly reacting to something I have done very little research on. I am essentially reading the headline and yelling at you on Twitter because I have done the bare minimum. Yeah. So do not do as I say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. Do not go by my example. However, the home edit, they are an organizational system and I can see why people are into it, but I'm going to read you their whole thing. The goal in starting the home edit was to reinvent traditional organizing and merge it with design and interior styling. While every project is rooted in functional systems that can be maintained for the long term, there is just as much emphasis placed on transforming the space visually and adding signature stylized aesthetic. So here's, here's the thing. And I've seen people, and this is why I got onto this idea. Again, I know very little, but I saw somebody post on Instagram stories about them organizing their closet. Mm -hmm. And so here's how I organize mine. I take t-shirts and all the t-shirts are in 
rainbow color. Yep. And mine I start too. with plain. So if it's like take the uh, white t-shirt section. Yeah. I start with the plain white t-shirts at the front and then go into graphic t-shirts in the back. So if I know I want to grab a plain white shirt, it's going to be in the front part right. of the white t-shirt sections. And then I go into long sleeves. Yep. Now I get it. Like I probably make a small mistake. I do not separate sweaters from long sleeves. I just figure if it's a long sleeve, they just go together. Oh, I have to. See, and I... Maybe that's the next step. Maybe I take all the sweaters back out and then mine, redo it. Mine goes same, like, color-wise. Mm -hmm. But then I start with, like, like the flannels. And then I go to mm. active wear and sweatshirts. And then sweaters are at the end. Oh, wow. See, the home edit where somebody posted on Instagram stories, and I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. They talk about having zones no. in your closet. So, like, one's an athletic wear zone. And one's a comfy wear zone. And one's a sleep wear zone. And one's this. No. And I'm like... The thing is, is like, I I don't have the ability, one, just space-wise to create yeah. these zones. Yeah. Because like, so one thing I did, I, I was very proud of myself. One thing I did do is I um, actually like organize my shoes better. So mm -hmm. like if they're just, if all my running and like workout shoes are now in one spot, all of my like more casual, I don't know, uh, not flats and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like they're yeah. all together and then I have all of my nicer ones together. So I, I was like happy to do that. But I can't do like these zones thing. And so I was like, okay. I'm I going do, to I do, I should, I guess my graphic tees are all my ass, like my sports t-shirts mm -hmm. or jerseys. I only have one. Actually, I have two. I don't believe in jerseys <laughs> as a grown ass adult. I have one hockey have sweater one. because that's okay. And I have one Wes Welker Patriots jersey from like someone gave it as a gift when I was in college. Well, Those, and I've never worn it. I have I have a uh, Sorensen jersey for the Chiefs, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. He has my name. I can't help it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... I like just the whole thing is just like very so I did the very bare minimum and like looked up more so part of their system is about the like they said it's about the aesthetics like right. it's about seeing it which in like a playroom which I saw some of their photos in a playroom like they organize like all the red toys together all the yellow toys all the orange toys Ooh. I'm like okay it actually like I get it it mm -hmm. looks nice and I guess for your kids it's probably pretty easy to good say like good luck cleaning that all right? the time though but I guess like if you're teaching them you can say put all the yellow toys yeah. together it probably makes it easier that way I do have questions about like what about Barbies that are like or like right. a random toy that's like a you know a bunch of different trash <laughs> right <laughs> throw it away um but the one that really got me was their pantries because they organize their pantries based on color. Mm -mm. So there's hypothetically the chance that a box of tricks could be next to a bottle of ketchup no. because they're both red. No, no. So no, like no, you have no. all of your condiments that are the same color together. And <laughs> I just, I had a really hard time with this one because I'm like, I, I understand it's a system, but I need somebody who is like a big home edit fan to like chat with me about this because I need to understand how, there's, how do you, how is that system, how does it work? How, and why? And how do you find things? I feel right. like I would so often forget I have something because. Canned goods go on a shelf. Cereal goes by it, 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 like each other. I've got like snacks are on the top shelf yeah. in our pantry. Like, nah, I can't live like that. I could not live like that. 
Yeah. Like, it's giving me anxiety, like, it's, thinking about it. It's a lot. And, I mean, like, it looks, I'll, I'll be honest, it looks really pretty to look at. Because yeah. there's something about it where you're like, oh, like, that's. It's aesthetically pleasing to the eye. but It's very, very. But, like, so I'm looking at this one. And in this, they do have, like, their cereals together. So that's good. Um, but let me, let me look. I'm just going to sort through their. Okay. So this is somebody's fridge. And. So I don't know. It's just like the way that they organize. Like this fridge doesn't look so bad in the sense that like they have the fruits all in one where it's like raspberry, oranges, lemons, green apples, blueberry. Like that's fine. And then they have their Who vegetables. Who puts their apples in their fridge? Well. That's weird. I do. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know you're like some people say you're not supposed to do that or tomatoes. Tomatoes, no. Um, and yet I do both because I just am like, I'm just a insane person i don't know are you a peanut butter in the fridge person no okay i was like i might have to reconsider no uh, this podcast doing podcasts. um yeah this is like so weird so like they have cereal and it's organized by color and then in the middle of it is like some uh in the middle of it is some oatmeal because that's a different it's just like things would Mm-mm. get so tough for me if I understand that they probably work their system around what you need, right. but based on some of them, I'm, some of you are chaotic. I will say though, I probably do need to watch the uh, show on Netflix because There's a show on this. Yes. Oh boy. So the reason I probably need to just suck it up and watch the show on Netflix is because it, I think they do a combination of like your everyday person in addition to celebrities. Like I, okay. I think I think it's a combination. I don't think they only are working in celebrities' homes. I don't yeah. think they're just doing like everyday people. I think they're kind of like picking both so that you get a little bit of everything. Yeah. So it's like it's not like Queer Eye where they're only going to people who are like not famous. Like they're right. kind of also adding that in. And I think part of it is because. Reese Witherspoon is a producer on it. Okay. So they do, apparently... <laughs> I can't wait to look at your facial expression this. Okay. They do go to her home to work in one closet. It's her memorabilia closet. Oh, okay. Um, which, <laughs> honestly, I thought about, which I'm like, when I'm going through my closet and I have a hard time getting rid of something because yeah. it's sentimental, I'm like, can you imagine being a person who is wealthy enough where you're like I'm just gonna take that item and go put it into my memorabilia closet (laughs) no no I can't no I cannot I will say it would be amazing uh (laughs) I don't have a memorabilia closet but I have like a cubby (laughs) in our basement and I say that I'm using it as that now because all the stuff in the basement is all memorabilia stuff and when you list your house and they take pictures you have to depersonalize your house so hmm. all of that stuff is in a cubby. Oh, interesting. If they would like to come go through the cubby and then display it in a new house, like I maybe I'd be a memorabilia closet. This reminds me of like uh, Monica's uh, The Closet, where she just puts stuff, the green closet door, and Chandler can't get in on Friends. And he opens it and is just like shocked because she's such like a – a hyper clean person and super organized. And then you go into like her memorabilia closet is just stacked to the top with stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I imagined when you first brought this up. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like am over, I was overwhelmed by it, but I, I probably need to do my due diligence. I'm not going to get the book because there are some people who swear by the book and are like, okay, like, I'm going to follow this thing. Yeah. And I get that we all have our stuff. So it's totally fine. I respect you if this is how you do it. But like, 
it's it's overwhelming to me. Yeah. And so I was just I, the reason why is as I was organizing my closet and putting things back in, I kept seeing this one person that I know who was organizing her closet and she was doing like zones. And then I had this like really like inadequate feeling of like, well, what, what zones? Like I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> zones. Like when did the zone start? So I doing this wrong now. Yeah. I, I'm clearly, I will say I, um, I feel better. I, if, if you walked in my closet, you'd still say I have too many clothes and shoes and everything. And I get it. That's like fine. I definitely do, yeah. but I feel better. I feel like I have removed more from it than yeah. I mean I probably took out like 40 pieces of clothing and like yeah. 20 pairs of shoes which again that alone feels like a lot right but it did make a good like I just feel like I can breathe a little bit better yeah. but yeah it's just funny how you take all this stuff out and you put it back and like I already feel like I need to like vacuum the floors but I also yeah. have two dogs so it's just funny how like well hey yeah. We just got our carpets cleaned, and I'm like, it's already dirty. Right. It's not. It still looks nice. It's just... That's... Dogs are... I don't, like... They're a lot. The house the house hunting, selling, and buying process is so, like... Or, or any kind of updates or anything is so, like, stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we know what we want in the house, and now, like, we've made these improvements that we've needed to do forever. And now it's like you almost have, like, seller's remorse. Because now, like, you fix the stuff yep. that always bothered you. Yep. Our house is just too small. I mean, that's why we're moving. But I, yeah. I'm like, every time I look around, I'm like, it just looks so nice and fancy in here. We just had the carpet restretched and we're getting it, like, cleaned and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, isn't that so... <laughs> that's always the hardest part is you basically have to make everything nicer so that you can then sell it. And it's like, right. I guess, why didn't we... So that's actually something that we're going through right now yeah. is we are not planning on moving at least anytime soon. But because of that, it's always constantly like, do do we do the thing now so we can enjoy it? Right. Or do we wait and then do it if we're getting ready to move? And it's just so hard. Yeah. Because like we, we don't need... Well, no, we need new windows. We don't like need them like desperately. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those things where we'd probably need to replace them before the home ever were to be sold to someone else. Right. So again, like, do you do it now and enjoy it? But like windows are expensive. So it's not like a, it's not like a casual, like, oh, I'm just going to like make this decision. It's a pretty big financial decision. Yeah. It's an investment. Yeah. But also like, I just want to say like to myself as a, as a note, so when I, we got our carpets cleaned, this was end of September. The last time we got our carpets cleaned again was around the same time, like end of September, early October, like two years ago. Why do I do this to myself? This is in football season. Normally, (laughs) like it worked out well this year because there wasn't football season, but like, it's not like we knew that that was going to happen. Why do I do this to myself? Like clean it before you're not going to be home as much. Well, no, just like have to be so chaotic. Well, like I think the last time we got them cleaned, Oh, I'm pretty sure. Well, no, I was at home because I remember the whole process because I was trying to fight our two dogs. Like we had a better setup this time to like help keep them out of the way. But the last time our basement was overrun with stuff. We hadn't cleaned it out yet. So like you couldn't really go down there. So I was having to like kind of keep them like pacified on the main level with the door had to be propped open because they have the hose that comes inside. Yeah. It was a mess. This time was much easier. Yeah. It was a much better experience. Le- a little less chaotic. But again, like, why do I do this to myself? It's <laughs> like, you know that this time of the year is not great. Right. And yet here, here we do but it. But sometimes it's like the most convenient time because you've got, you got to get summer off your 
carpet, you know? Yeah. And, you know, also it's so hard to like want to do those things when you're also kind of like not busy because yeah. it's like, why would I want to add this to my life right now? Right. So instead, I'm just going to make it. Keep with the chaos. Keep with the chaos. I just am glad it's over. Like I said, I'm glad it's <laughs> over with. But I just, if I start organizing my home, actually, I have seen. So last week I mentioned this. There are people who I updated my. Yeah, this I was going to ask you about that. I, I'm getting used to it. Um, but there are people who have literally done like the home edit system to their phones where oh, they're no. putting mm-hmm. all of the like red apps in one folder, all the. And I'm like, you can't find anything. No. Like, I don't think of like, I don't think of things like that. I don't I'm think- old. And so like I have um, like on Android, you can make different tabs on your home screen. It's not really a tab, but it's like a cluster of the different programs. Mm-hmm. I have coupons. Coupons. So every like high coupons or coupons. I always say coupons. I was coupons. told that that's wrong, and coupons. so now I'm like hyper aware of it. And I try to say coupons. I say like vase. Like it's a vase. <laughs> like I say. Coupons. I say coupons. Coupons. So like high V and all that. I have one of those like a page. And then I have like my fitness where all my, my Fitbit and all that stuff mm-hmm. is in there. Like that's as far as I can go. I would never be able to find anything if I put, if I color coordinated it. No, I'm like, if, if I made a folder of all the red apps, like I would never know how to find anything right. because what I'd be looking at to make that possible is I would have Target and ESPN and McDonald's all in one app or one folder right? and Wells Fargo. So like, cool. If I need to get lunch from McDonald's like I guess it's conveniently next to the Wells Fargo app which is conveniently next to Target and ESPN for whatever reason like right. none of that makes any sense I'm sorry if I you do go that what makes sense it has to so like my homepage is like right now all of the things that I use the most and then yeah I go from yeah. there I I'm telling you some of you are insane um just I, so you know if you were unaware you are um a little crazy. You are a little crazy. <laughs> and now you're probably going like, hey, you guys are just really all over the place this week. <laughs> and you're right. Um, so Nebraska football kicks off in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, official like football availability is beginning this week. So my brain is very scattered. Yeah. It's in like about 15 different places. So just as a heads up, that's this podcast. It's yeah. just all you're over welcome. the place. You're welcome. Um I did have a chance to check our email Mm -hmm. and we have emails. Apparently one of you managed to call our email and leave a voice message. And I'm also just going to tell you if you did that, I'm not listening to it because I don't know if it's not, I I feel like there's a 40% chance of being spam or destroying my computer. So if you did that, (laughs) I need you to not because no one listens to voicemails. Type it out. Yeah. I mean, we, we get it. It's an e voice message. It came through office 365. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to click on that. So if you would like to resend that, or if you would like to tell me that I just definitely shouldn't click on it because it's spam, that's fine. Yeah. However, we did get an actual email. <laughs> um, that one might be an actual email. Right. I have no idea. I'm not going to find wouldn't, out. I wouldn't click on that either. No, nope, I'm not going to find out. It didn't go into the junk folder though, which is like okay. a little bit suspicious. Um, but Sky had asked us if we could take some time and just give some thoughts to the article that was shared by Nebraska on Dedrick Mills. Um, here's the thing. I would like to actually talk about this more. I just wanted to acknowledge it on this podcast that we saw your email, Sky, and thank you for sending it. Yeah. Because 
Dedrick Mills, if you haven't had a chance, and I, I recommend everyone go go read it, he talked about mental health and the yeah. importance of his mental health, uh, just the importance of mental health in general, but also for himself personally. And I think there's such a stigma in sports that you have to be this tough person. You have mm-hmm. to be this tough ass. It, it, it doesn't really matter if you're, I mean, shit. This this morning I already saw a tweet from and I'm I'm not even I'm not even going to acknowledge who said it because he doesn't deserve that. Um, but tweeting about how only women and children use emojis and men don't. And it's like we have such a weird thing about attaching like if something is masculine or feminine to things that don't aren't, need to aren't have. masculine or feminine. Right. Yeah. And I feel like so often in sports, um, we do this thing where like mental health is not masculine. And so yeah. therefore, like if a football player is battling with their mental health, they're weak. Mm-hmm. There's this, this association to it that it's weak. And I, I want to give this more time than like I'm ready to give it today. So uh, give us like another week to kind of just sit with this topic sky but i do appreciate you sending that because this this article when it came out from the university i'm really glad it exists because there are so many young men and women out in the world who are going to see this and go if dedrick mills feels the way i feel yeah it's okay yeah and that's huge one the fact that dedrick is is feeling comfortable enough to acknowledge his truth mm-hmm. and share it is great for him, but it's also great for every single person that's going to impact because they're going to feel less alone knowing that this football player that they look up to and idolize yeah. is able is able to acknowledge and share their own mental health journey. Yeah. and their struggles. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is we're just so quick to like, we're just, and I, I say we, by the way, is like the just big society, universal we, yeah, yeah. Um, but too many people are just so quick to be like, well, you're just, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're, every, you're every single tough, word that comes along with that. The yep. thing, um, I mean, we could spend the whole next episode talking about yeah. this because for me, um, it's something that is um, really I don't want to say near and dear to me because I would rather not have to struggle, but mm-hmm. I think that it goes a long way to show that every single person is human, regardless of if they're a football player mm-hmm. or a high caliber athlete or just, you know, me, mm-hmm. everybody struggles at some point in their life. And I really like, if you think that you're above that, then I think that you're probably in denial a little bit with yourself every person struggles and I think that it's awesome that the university is willing to give their athletes the stage to talk about some of their struggles because life isn't perfect and there is stuff that happens Mm -hmm. and sometimes you need to take a reset a little bit and kind of internalize and look within at the stuff that you are dealing with yeah I just you know Here's and this is the way that we're going to transition, but I do like that. So if you want to hear more on this, I, I think this is going to be a big part of our next episode yeah. because uh, I I want to spend more time with it than yep. I would be able to give it right at this moment. But I do want to say this is how I'm going to transition into this other piece I want to talk about. But it matters. Representation matters, and it matters. Mm-hmm. So when someone like Dedrick Mills steps up and speaks out and says, "I battle, I battle with my own mental health. These are the things that I face." People, like I said, who, whether it's children or whether it's other adults who suddenly feel less alone because somebody that uh, that s- seems so invincible yeah. suddenly is now more human to them, 
representation matters because when you see somebody else, whether they look like you or whether you want to aspire to how they are, whatever it is, it does matter. And so, you know, completely transitioning to this, but under the idea that representation matters, NFL history was made on Sunday. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it. Um, For the first time in NFL history, there was a game that featured a woman ref and women coaches on each sideline. So Jennifer King, she was Washington's full-year coaching intern. She was on the other side from Callie Brownson, who's the Browns' chief of staff. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah Thomas is the NFL referee. She has been in the league, uh, I think, for some time now. Yeah. Um, But this is the first time you had a woman on each side of the field coaching alongside with a woman five years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, as a referee, Sarah Thomas. And she's, she, the, all three of them are badass. Now yeah. I would be lying if I said that the comments on these stories were perfect and sunshiny and rainbows. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people who feel threatened by powerful and strong women. And I'm sorry yep. that you feel that way. Actually, I'm not sorry one damn bit because all three of them could kick your ass and um, I would join them. Yeah. Uh, for me though, this was like to the point where I, I, I legitimately was tearing up and to somebody else. So, (laughs) so I remember when I saw, I'm going to, this is going to sound, just go with me here. There's a train of thought here. I remember when I saw black Panther and I walked out of the theater and I turned to my fiance and said, I imagine the way that I felt after seeing Wonder Woman is the way so many young people of color are going to feel walking out having seen Black Panther because yeah. for the first time they're seeing their superheroes on screen looking like them. Yep. And it felt so like, and I just got goosebumps again because it makes too. me so excited where I'm like, so many young people are going to see this person that looks like them and feel like things are so like there's more to achieve these to you can be a superhero you can be this because when I looked at what happened on Sunday in these three women I remember when I was growing up I always had this idea that it would be really cool to be a football coach yeah and when people would ask me well which position would you coach I always I always wanted to be a quarterbacks coach I thought that would be like the coolest thing on the planet yeah the problem is, is when I would tell people that it would always be met with this like idea that it was just really cute that I thought right. that way. Like, oh, that's so sweet. This young little girl, like mm-hmm. she, she would love to coach quarter. What would she, what does she know about quarterback? She's never played the game. She, why would she? And I'll be honest, when you've been met with that enough times, you stop telling people. And, and I, a part of you, for me, I started believing that yep, I, I couldn't do it because I, I've never played the game. I'll never be able to play mm-hmm. it on that level. Like, what do I know? Mm-hmm. You start you start believing the, the outside noise sometimes. Yeah. I fully believed that it was not possible. Yeah. Because, and now I will say, I was very fortunate. I have a great family. I, I grew up as a um, an only child with a single mom. And <laughs> I mean, it was really quite it was really quite literally if we could not do it, it couldn't be done because it was just us. And so, um, my mom taught me how to be a very, very strong, independent woman. And I appreciate that her, my whole family, I've never been led to believe that anything was not possible. I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. That, that was very important. And I've had a lot of support systems in my life. Yeah. The thing though is, is Support is one thing. Physically being able to see somebody do something is very different. So when I was growing up, I remember when I was in high school and I would go to the College World Series 
and it, I remember where the it's just it's weird how like it's so imprinted in my mind. I remember where the ESPN Sports Center desk was situated outside of Rosenblatt, mm-hmm. and I would always want to go and I'd want to watch Linda Cohn at the Sports Center desk sitting there because this was like the first time. She it it felt weird, but it felt like Linda belonged to me. It felt like she belonged to women. And so like for me, I would and I'm like tearing up right now talking about it. But she was aspirational in a way that I'm like, I see myself. I can see myself in this person. There's your window. There's if she can do it, I can do it. So then when I started seeing Aaron Andrews at the College World Series down on the sidelines, I was like, she's doing it. Like I and here's the thing about Aaron Andrews. She was a dance team member at at U at uh, I almost said UCF at the University of Florida. Yeah, she was. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's just. But the thing is, is I also started to find people started writing her off because of her beauty. Yeah, but I was like, here's the thing. She she was this dancer. She had all of these things. She was multifaceted because people are allowed to be multifaceted. Women are allowed to be those things. Right. And so when you look at the photo of Jennifer, Sarah, and Callie at the game on Sunday, it's three women who are doing the thing that they wanted to do and dreamed to do and are fighting to do. And it made me so happy because now there are so many women, so many young women in this world who are going to look at this and go, this is achievable for me. Yep. Sam Ponder, every Sunday after her show, she shares people who've been watching and she loves to share people who have their daughters yeah. watching who get so excited. And this last Sunday, she shared a, a young girl who was sitting in front of her screen, uh, in front of the TV screen, basically like yelling announcing like she was like announcing like stuff and she's like this is great her own daughter um instead of saying we ready which is the nfl's like we ready thing she was yelling she ready and she goes you don't understand the impact of hearing my daughter say she ready instead of we ready if you don't get it you don't get it but like if you don't get it it's because you've grown up with these people in every role possible for you and telling you the same thing that we've heard our entire lives. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't believe it because you don't know it, you know? Yeah. And I, that's the one thing that, that it gets under my skin a little bit because you can't force people to acknowledge or know something that one, they probably had never have experienced in their life. And two, just don't give a damn and don't want to mm-hmm. like in I don't know. And they come from different walks of life too, you know? So it's like, you've been, it's like a culture thing. Like we've, as women have been told our whole lives, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then Sarah Thomas shows up on the field. And to me, to me watching that first game blew my freaking mind because I, and I was like so emotional because I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, she's doing the damn thing, dude. I was yeah. so excited. And then to see this on Sunday, like it, I was, I was taken to that emotional place all over again mm-hmm. because they're breaking barriers. They're a hundred percent. And like opening so many doors for so many women of our age, women yes. uh, like that are younger, like little, little girls, like to have that to look up to and like I wish I was a little girl again because then you I'm sorry I'm getting emotional then you know it's attainable like when I was a kid so when someone tells you it wasn't attainable yeah when someone tells you oh that's cute that you want to do this thing you can point to them and be like great they're doing it I hope I'm that cute yeah you know it's it's 
the thing about when I have, and it's mostly, and I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. It's always white men. It's yeah. always white men right. who tell me like it, it's, it's always this idea that like, well, why is this such a big deal? Why does it like, it should be, a, it's, as long as you're qualified. Yeah. It should be about the most qualified individual. It should be. And it's like, yep, absolutely. But right. like, you can't tell me that there are not women and people of color who are not qualified for these positions. Right. And when we, so my, my question that I always ask is why are men coaching women's sports then? Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of men who are coaching women's sports who never played those games. Right. You didn't. Yeah. Yes. But they're yeah. somehow like, okay to be in that role. Uh, but like when it goes reverse, it's suddenly like a woman can't be coaching men. Um, I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, there's probably not a single player on either of these teams who gives a shit who is giving them coaching direction as long as they're good at what they do. Exactly. And if these two women are good at what they do and good enough to get a job, then let them be good at what they do. And for the people who are like, well, Sarah Thomas made this one bad call. Do you know how many refs make bad calls? And and you guys sit on your couch and bitch about those calls all the time and don't bring up the fact that they're men. Shut up. She's allowed to make a (laughs) bad call because guess what? Officials do that and it does not matter who you are. They make them all the time. I mean, how many... Do you know how hard that job is? you can't be everywhere and see everything all the time. Yeah, I'm you're sorry. Gonna mess you're up. watching the game on your TV. I mean, I like they're on the field. We all mess up. That's the thing is like I, I always say to people, too, when they ask me about like the toughest part of my job, the toughest mm-hmm. part of my job is being wrong and not because I can't be wrong, but it is because if I am wrong, I get it pointed out far more yep. than any of my many, any of my male colleagues. And if it was the other way around and I've seen this because it's happened to me, if if the, if the uh, the person that I was co-host or pro- live produce it, like they call it active producer. If they made the same mistake and misspoke on something, crickets. But the second I did it, flooded in my email box or instantly mm-hmm. added on Twitter. I misspoke. I'm a freaking human being and you know what I was talking about. So like get out of here. And I think sometimes people have to remember like whether it's in that. So from... Um, media to an official to coaches to anything else like we all get things wrong and I will say like especially with like live stuff even with these podcasts there are times where like I'll call myself out a few weeks ago I was talking about uh one of the athletic directors who was actually a president and I kept switching between them it's not a big deal you know who I'm talking about like I understand we're recording and we're going it's not getting edited in the way that like I'm gonna go okay Sasha I'm gonna stop and now let me go fix this one you're just going right and there's we don't have notes when we come in here you guys like just a like a heads up very vague notes flying by the seat of our pants like going with the conversation so like that stuff's gonna happen yeah and i mean and i'm okay like acknowledging that like i'm not always gonna be right and like so the thing though is is i'm willing to learn so yeah i'm not like i'm i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that like i'm this like i know everything about i remember when when uh, Mike Riley hired Bob Diaco, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and fuck. we switched from a four three to a three four. I know what a four three front versus a three four front is, but what I didn't understand is sort of the like nuances of a three four defense mm-hmm. because I hadn't covered a team that ran right. a three four. I knew like Wisconsin ran a three four, but like there was just there was a lot that I didn't get it. And so I asked my fiance. He played 
he played college football. Yeah. I asked him, I said, can we, can we run through it? And we literally took furniture and set up a defensive line in our, in our living room. And he was, exp- he was walking through like, okay, so here's the nose tackle and here's the ends and here's what we're going to do. And here's where the linebackers are going to be. And here's how we're going to have this person. And so he was explaining like different scenarios based on what, you know, may or may not happen right. in the three, four front. And so he, what was the most helpful in that? And something that hadn't like fully clicked in my head until he showed it to me. And then I was able to then go ask Mick Stoltenberg. So when I did a story on Mick Stoltenberg, I was so much more equipped for that. But Mick still walked me through some of his challenges. Is It went from Mick having to do a one gap in a 4-3 where he was only responsible for this one gap to now being responsible for two gaps. Right. And for some reason that had not registered with me until we set it up and I walked through it. But here's the thing. Yes, if you played football and like, okay, maybe your middle middle school team ran both a four three and a three four, so you have like so much more insight. I just I wanted to understand it better and knew that I didn't understand it. Right, and I'll be honest, I don't understand everything either. None of us do. No, I mean Tom Osborne. Tom Osborne made a joke about allowing media at practices, Mm -hmm. and this was like. He made this joke, I think, in the 90s about how it was okay for media to come because we're not smart enough to know what we're looking at anyway. <laughs> and, yeah. But he's right. Yeah. Like, unless it's your system, unless, like, unless you're, you're the, at practice every day. And even then they impo- get it wrong. Exactly. Like, exactly. We talk about how many, oh, he's not studying the playbook. It's like because there's so much there. Like, there's shit's a, going to happen. Like, yeah. not everyone's perfect. Like, yes, people are going to understand things better, but it has nothing to do with if you've played the game or not. Right. I mean, you, I, I took history of rock and roll in college and like, I, it's not like, did somebody stop me at the door and be like, hold up. You've, you've really never played an instrument past like third grade. You can't be in here. (laughs) Whatever the recorder. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is the thing is you're going to show up and if it's, it's all based on the work you're willing to do. Exactly. And I hate though, as a woman that I'm constantly having to prove myself. Like it's always, it's, if you mess up, it always knocks you back so much further. And then you're having to constantly regain more trust. Exactly. And then having to make sure that you are right, at least for a period of time so that people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like now you're fine. Cause you know this, like, right. I hate that they're the double. That's like a double standard, a gigantic one. And if you if you're too so apparently you can't. If you're a woman, you can use emojis. But if you're a man and you use emojis, like you're you're not cool or not manly okay. enough. I, you know, we just have to stop. This is the only way. Else. We have to stop sexualizing everything in our world. Seriously, things are not always feminine. Things are not always masculine. Things sometimes just are simply things. Yep. And you may look at somebody and go um she she is more feminine great she can be more feminine she can be more masculine you know it doesn't matter I I've 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 had the I've had everything thrown at me about I'm I'm only in my job because I'm I'm pretty Mm -hmm. I'm also ugly as shit by the way so like these are the comments that I get on social media I'm I'm really unattractive, unattractive. It's unfortunate what happened to my face after our accident. Hopefully I can get it fixed, but wait, I'm also still too pretty because that's how I got my job. Right. The amount of stuff that is thrown at me and at any woman, I'm just saying from my own personal experience where I'm either too much, too little, too skinny, too fat. I, I've had people 
you know what? I had nothing to do with what you know about anything. No. What you look like and how much you weigh. Yep. I'm not talking to my, my, you know, my grandpa and being like, you know what, grandpa, (laughs) you don't deserve to talk about what you're talking about because you're too old and you have hearing aids. Like, come on. No, I that had shit pisses me off to no end. I had a person who screenshotted have nothing to screenshotted do. Screenshotted my legs one time oh and basically said that they were too fat um, because apparently the the jeans I was wearing were not flattering. And here's the thing: is like we're all guilty of um, being judgmental. Of being judgmental, yeah. but there's a level that like women in sports and women just in 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 the public eye at all. Yeah, they yeah. we we get just unfortunately. And if you think it's not true, just take a step back and like really look at it for a minute yep. because there are times where I, I have to like going back to mental health, like I have to be very hyper aware of where I'm at mentally because it's really easy to spiral. Yep. It's really easy to go like my worth is based on what, um, you know, Someone Joe Schmo one, two, three, yeah. four on Twitter says, and it's not, but it's really hard. It's really hard right. to not let that get to you where you're like, well, I guess maybe I could have eaten less yesterday or I could have done this and like for the record when I bring up stuff like where I remember at um the Minnesota game in 2017 when I ate like five dilly bars yeah like there are people who will literally respond and be like well I can tell it's like why do you feel and why why do you even need to say that but it's it's a crappy thing to feel like I can't share right things because if I say it somebody's gonna take it the wrong way i'm like so frustrated i can't even like say words but like we should be able to do whatever the hell we want to and it shouldn't even be brought up what we look like right it, it, our looks have nothing to do with our knowledge right so if you were somebody who looked at the photo of the three women on sunday and your first reaction was to base anything off of their looks you need to take a step back and ask yourself why because those three women are changing they are they are changing history and I don't like to do the whole thing. Think about your mother, your daughter, your grandma. We all have moms. Yeah. We all have grandmas. Some of you have daughters. It shouldn't have to be that for you to realize that women are people and that when history is made, whether that's for women or people of color, it's not taking away from you. And I use you as the general broad you, yes. not you personally. Um, it's not taking away from anyone. It's, it's in fact, adding to it. It's, yeah. it's expanding the conversation. It's expanding um, the, the world for so many where now there are, are, there are young people who are going to look. And for the record... These women will change how young men look at women in sports, too. It's yes. not just influencing young women. It's going to change how young men look at them and say, women can do this, too. Don't get in the way of this. You have to get out of the damn way because you are not going to help your daughters. You are not going to help the young women in this country, but you're also not going to help your sons Yeah. when you get in the way because it, it looks petty. It looks... Um, it's hateful and it's really, it's, it's not doing a damn thing for the three. Like it's not affecting these three women one bit, but it's sure making you look like a piece of crap. So I just stop wish- being threatened by people who you have deemed that are less, lesser right. than you somehow. There are so many, there are so many men in roles in jobs that I admire greatly and I look up to and I've always looked up to. And, um, that hasn't changed. I think, I think it's good for both young young women and young men to have people to look up to as both women. I think it's good for, um, I think it's good for us to have idols that are 
men, women, people of color, people who look different than us, people who, um, who challenge our thinking, who agree with our thinking. It makes yep. us more well-rounded people when we have a bigger world to pull from. So I'm so happy that this happened. And yep. I realized like through all of this, like what is our challenge for the week? My challenge would be just to like, when you find yourself, when you find yourself reacting to something that maybe you need to just, just change your thinking for a second and see if maybe there's a different way to see it. If you find yourself, if you find yourself threatened by something, or if you find yourself reacting to something like this, that's so fat, like such a monumental thing with hate, just stop yourself for a second and ask why. Inner reflection time again is the assignment this week. And and read Dedrick Mill's story. That's yes, on huskers.com. We'll talk about that next week. I think that's a great um, topic, especially, you know, keeping with sports, sticking to sports, but adjacently. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's sticking to sports, but kind of not at the same time. But it's a good conversation to have. These are important conversations to have. I just kicked the table so hard, so I apologize. I'm so fired up. <laughs> no, it, these are important conversations to have. And, yeah. you know, I, I hope that you will join us next week and every week after because th- these are those kind of conversations I want to have. Um, you yeah. can email us your thoughts at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. I'm at Aaron Sorensen on Twitter. You're at Sasha72. I actually knew it. I was going to say it for <laughs> you, but I was like, I'll let you do it. Um, but yeah, so you can message myself at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha72. Just let us know what you're thinking and use that email inbox and... Leave a Type review. it out and not a voicemail. Yeah, don't send voicemails because who listens to voicemails anyway? Mm-mm. And um, yeah, we just are thankful you're here. Leave a review. Yes. Five stars only. Five stars only. Only positive feedback. I, I need that. for. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining us. We'll, we'll be back next Wednesday. Talk to you next week.